like when you have a show that's, for example, canceled after only one season, mm. and everyone's like, "Man, that show was so good. If only we'd had more of it. Like, wow, Sparta was so cool. If only they hadn't been murdered so hard that they never won another fight ever again. That's how it worked, right? If only Fox hadn't aired all the episodes <laughs> of the Spartan Empire in the wrong order. <laughs> I think. Are we saying that Sparta is the the firefly of ancient history, complete with so. all yes, the, the yes. weird like the turbo fans, proto feminism, but not really, and probably weird feet stuff? Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, guys, we have to fight completely naked. It's tactical and stuff. It'll make you stronger. <laughs> totally. We have to oil up so when the Persians try to grapple us, they'll just slide <laughs> off to the side. Yeah. Oh no. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Overly Sarcastic Podcast. I am Blue, and I'm joined by Red. Hello, I'm back in my cold brew habit, and I'm not planning on leaving anytime soon. <laughs> You'll be up for the next two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are also joined by a very special guest, Sarah Zed. Thank Hi. you so much for being on the podcast today. How Thank are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. It's actually sunny out today, which is amazing because I live in Vancouver, so I'm in a fantastic mood. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, and we are keeping incredible. you in, away from the weather. <laughs> <laughs> out of the sun. Just uh, how I like it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I just like knowing I there's something I can't experience. I'm still recovering from a sunburn I got a couple weeks ago, so... Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's the move, yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm also very jealous as someone who lives somewhere where it rains 24-7. Yeah, I would have been jealous, but not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Now I just wish it would stop. That's fair. Yeah. I managed to, uh, last week, get a almost a sunburn on only the left half of my forehead because the poofy part of my hair obscures the right half and I was only walking in one direction for a better part of an hour and a half um it was pretty humorous I'm so sorry but that's really funny (laughs) but then the funny part is the poofy part of my hair obscured the part that wasn't burned so it still ended up looking normal (laughs) well that's the that's the that's the kind of sunk cost farmer's tan problem where it's like I just need to keep wearing this forever so nobody can ever see I think you've actually got a perfect system worked out. Yeah. yeah. I hate to jump in, but audience, I'm going to need that fan art on my desk by Monday. Uh... <laughs> well, it's like the jokes about, like, Batman's awkward tan or, like, Superman, like, Clark Kent curl. The Magneto one looking like yeah. something <laughs> a little phallic. All I hear is that I'm a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, this is already off to a very weird start. Uh, I love it. Um, As is tradition. Yes, we did have videos that came out. Uh, yes, we did. Or, or are about to come out at time of recording. Um, let's see. Chronologically, I think we got to start with Blue. Cause I think was, we do. Yeah, because that was... Uh, Sparta. Uh, yes. I had a video on the uh, the cities. Big, big asterisk on that because most of them weren't actually cities uh, of ancient uh, uh, Sparta. I... Uh, kind of like softly de-branded uh, the City Minute series to just make it like history summarized. We're just doing it fucking normally this time. <laughs> I, I'm just going to make it make sense. Um, but I had a lot of fun. Uh, I got to talk about Sparta, um, Messenia, uh, let's see, Corinth, and then oh, what the hell was the fourth one? Um, pff, that's embarrassing. Plataea is the one that they destroyed. Um, uh-huh. And I had a, a fun time trying to figure out how far I want to go into... Uh, disassembling the Spartan mirage of a bunch of super strong, indestructible, macho, total assholes who, by the power of their sick muscles and vaguely far-right ideology, can overcome any (laughs) obstacle. Um, And I I realized I don't have a ton of time in this video, but I have enough. As (laughs) someone who doesn't know a lot about Sparta, I'm curious, what surprised you the most while you were working on it, if anything? The thing that really got me was I, I, I... 
kind of known, like, in the back of my head, like, oh, you know, the, the Spartan Mirage, like, they, they weren't as, as you know, glorious as we give them credit for. They they had their fair share of stumbles and just, like, horrible, horrible practices, like the, the agoge, the training ritual, was just absolutely barbaric. They were so cruel to people. I mean, you know, they, they cliffed babies and stuff like that. Um, that's, you know, kind of the, the stereotype, but they were just needlessly cruel to their young. They had boys starting at the age of seven, you know, go out basically into the woods and steal to survive or they would just starve, mm-hmm. which doesn't train them to be better soldiers. That's just that's just brutalizing children. It doesn't no part of the Spartan Agoge involved weapons training. Yeah, that's also so. a lot less macho. That's a lot less cool than I think the image of them is. And that's that's really the thing is you think like, oh, they're training all the time. Like, yeah, they're they're exercising, but that's different from training in the strict mm. sense. And the thing that really surprised me was they the the brutality is, you know, everything it was cracked up to be in more, but the effectiveness in like a practical outcome of that brutality it was really when you look at the battle record, not the strongest. And that was well, something that really got me was like they they lost most of their fights. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting because I feel like that is a common thread throughout popular, you know, pop culture understandings of all kinds of brutality that it has to have resulted in something. Uh, yeah. For example, torture to get information mm, yeah. is often spoken about as something that is effective at getting information or that is cruel with a purpose. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, doesn't it literally work. doesn't work at you all. Just extract <laughs> false confessions. Yeah, you just really unbalance people, and then they just yeah. say stuff, and you're like, "This is probably right." At <laughs> least the trains ran on time. They didn't. No, they didn't even do that. Yeah. Like, sometimes cruelty accomplishes nothing but cruelty. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta say, it is kind of interesting to me, because I I also went into this not knowing a whole lot about the Spartans. Uh, You know, I've I've seen 302 Rise of an Empire a couple times, so... You saw it... Two seats behind somebody on a plane, which I, I think was the optimal experience. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I also saw it in theaters when it released. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Instead of seeing the Lego movie. So that's a oh. road not taken for me. But um, it's just interesting to me that Sparta, to a certain extent, seems to have bought their own hype because they presented themselves as we think of them now, like, oh, they're so, they're the best. You know, Athens has better politics, maybe, but Sparta pr- produces the best warriors. And it's like... Eh, not really, <laughs> but you certainly believe that. Like, the, the stuff about, like, oh, yeah, if we invade Sparta, we'll crush it, and Sparta's just respond, if. And it's like, well, then they did, and then they did. So, yeah. like, but it that's, was a cool that, moment. It was a cool moment. That's actually my next video. <laughs> that this is oh. for nothing? That's, we can't accept that. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Because and also a, a lot of, of it is the 300's fault, were let's like, be real. Hey, you know, the story of they're like, oh, if, if I invade, we'll destroy in Sparta. It's like, if, and then they did, and they did. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I felt so compelled by the amount of people that brought that up. I'm like, I am actually going to talk about this in my next video. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm bringing that one in. That's the next one. Nothing but sparks a video more than spite at the um actuallys that aren't even correct. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh my and, God. It, it, and genuinely, a lot of the people in the comments were bringing the story up to specifically follow up with, and then they got their ass kicked because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they were running their mouths. But it's... It's just remarkable how the the mirage of like Spartan, you know, immortality of like, oh, you know, we we fought at Thermopylae and we, you know, defeated the Persians before we 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 got betrayed. But if you know the subtext of if we didn't get betrayed, we would have won, like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of. And then that gets filtered through Athenian sources who are like, oh my god, these guys are insane. And then that gets filtered through Roman sources who were just like, 
whoa, they're so strong and like hot and and good at war. And man, <laughs> if only we were like a tenth as as awesome as they were. So the yeah. sources of like Athenians who are just so confused looking at these guys and Romans who are just like trying to like you know keep it together, keep it in their pants about it. It's just, it does not create a balanced historical picture no. of the Spartans, and that <laughs> stuck for two thousand years. I'm Still. imagining like you know those uh, 1950s Twitter accounts that post advertisements and they're like we have to return to the good old days. I'm imagining like an ancient Roman posting like a commercial from Sparta like why isn't this us? How far have we fallen? Literally. Return like, to tradition. Literally Ugh. all of Plutarch is just that. He's Ugh. like the, you know men were men back then. Hate oh, that. God. Hate it's that. astounding. It's astounding. I mean, let's be real. Like, this is because of 300. Like, we all know it. Recently. Like, nobody yeah. in there... I strongly believe that most people in the modern day would not have strongly held opinions about Sparta if it were not for 300. It's no. like, it's, it, oh, it's a, one of those suburbs of Greece, but no, it's 300 Spartans held the line, and they were all super buff and shirtless the whole time. <laughs> wow. Oh, you should have seen it. We were so, like, rippling, and it's just like, okay, all right, cool. And then everyone saw that at a formative age and was like, wow. I'm not going to process why this is impacting me so much. <laughs> and then now, well, I mean, the fact that 302 Rise of an Empire didn't break that spell is pretty incredible, frankly speaking. <laughs> but, um, but like, that's this is like the Vikings all over again. You know, they got adopted by a very specific slice of pop culture to be this iconic historical masculinity without really addressing like, okay, first of all, the Vikings weren't like that. And second of all, the Spartans lost every major fight they were ever in, except for one. Because it turns out you individually being really in shape does not say anything to how well you can win wars, which is unfortunately why Athens kept winning shit. Yeah, Um. it's... Like, so Sparta, you know, defeated Athens with Persia's help at the very end of the war. Otherwise, they never would have, it would have gone on forever. And then Sparta was, like, softly in charge of all of Greece for, like, two decades. And then Thebes decided, like, what if we we, we made our, our our big soldier boys fight in pairs of, of gay dudes and then stabbed a little harder on the left side of the flank? And then they did. And they defeated Sparta in a land battle. And then Sparta never won another major victory again. <laughs> they lost once. And their entire empire disintegrated. If, if that's all it takes? Your empire was built on sand, my guys. <laughs> I almost wonder if that's why they have such a like an impact in the pop cultural zeitgeist is like they have they really only existed for that one shining moment. It's the same way that yeah. like like when you have a show that's for example canceled after only one season mm. and everyone's like, "Man, that show was so good. If only we'd had more of it." Like, "Wow, Sparta was so cool. If only they hadn't been murdered so hard that they never won another fight ever again." That's how it worked, right? If only Fox hadn't aired all the episodes <laughs> of the Spartan Empire in the wrong order. <laughs> I think are we saying that Sparta is the the firefly of ancient history, complete with so. all yes, the, the yes. weird like the turbo fans. proto-feminism, but not really, and probably weird feet stuff. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, guys, we have to fight completely naked. It's tactical and stuff. It'll make you stronger. <laughs> totally. We have to oil up so when the Persians try to grapple us, they'll just slide <laughs> off to the side. No. Oh no. Anyway, from from one vaguely gay thing to another, Red, let's talk about Arcane. Vaguely gay? How dare you, Sarah? <laughs> Arcane is so good. I'm so glad I got you to watch it. Um, 
Man, that was a fun video. I had a blast. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that show is just so top tier. And I liked how... So I, I haven't watched a lot of video essays about Arcane, but from the comments section, there are quite a lot of them. And there were a few people who were like, man, I'm glad that Red didn't just like talk about all the things that this other person said. And I was like, I don't know who that is. That's probably why, but it's good. But it really says a lot about the show that people can just keep coming at it from different angles and finding completely unrelated themes to unpack and how this one is like apparently new, I guess, which was pretty cool. Uh... And that's that's an interesting feeling because from your perspective and, and now from mine, like you stumbled onto like the the emotional core of the entire show. Yeah, so I really like, thought I got yeah. something there. I thought I'd untangled the entire thing, and it turns out there's like 15 other centers to this Gordian knot that I didn't know about. So yeah. that was neat. Um, oh man, Sarah, have you seen Arcane? No, I haven't. I really oh. need to watch it. When it was initially coming out, I was like, League of Legends show? I'm no, not exactly. watching that. I mean, and then yeah, exactly. everybody in my social circle was like, it's so good. You have to watch it. And I was like, a League of Legends show? I'm not <laughs> watching that. And then everybody was like, you have to watch Andor. You have to watch Andor. And I'm like, I'm mm. sick of Star Wars. I'm not watching more Star Wars. And then I watched it and it was the best show I'd watched all year. So I, I know that I need to watch Arcane for the yeah. same reason. Yeah, unfortunately, Andor has given me standards for the rest it's of Star so Wars now. good. How? Yeah. This show did not have to be good, but I digress. <laughs> really? I just, no, yes, I, yes. I've been rotating Andor in my brain nonstop. Yeah, for no, Arcane isn't exactly the same boat. Mm. Like it came, and of course, I was I wasn't going to watch it. League of Legends show, pff, what video game adaptation? Eh, whatever. Those are only occasionally good these days. And then it was like, oh, I've seen like a a couple bits of it. That looks really interesting. And I don't even remember what what got me to watch it. But I peer pressure. It, well, I mean, I'm sure it was <laughs> peer it. pressure. But, like, I, I think I actually watched it after the second batch of episodes dropped. Um, and I think it was because I, something sparked, and it might have even been the thing that we made the video about, where I was like, I am waiting for them to, to make these characters enemies. Because I know from the one shameful week I spent playing of League of Legends, I know how these characters are supposed to interact. So, what's going to happen? And, and I was like, okay, this has got to be, this has got to be where they hate each other. And it's like, it didn't happen. It just kept on happening. That's weird. That's interesting. Oh, Okay, cool. And then it's like, where's the rest of it? What do you mean that was all? <laughs> um, oh, but man, it's so good. And like the animation is gorgeous, obviously. Oh, yeah. The background painting is just shockingly good. Uh, the design, I mean, like the fact, because uh, I watched it and I was like, that's nice. And then you watched it and you were immediately like, oh, yeah, it's really cool. They did this really like specific architectural thing for the background designs for the first three episodes. And then after that, and I was like, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> I notice buildings in the backgrounds of shots for sure. This is my job, Red. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. For me, buildings are all kind of the same. So it's, but they're like, you know, you point it out and I'm like, yeah, it's less like spirally and more triangular. Triangular. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's, it's design language. It's conveying the time changes once I'm they do all this crazy magic stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, but man, it's, I mean, it's just good. It's a good show. It's hard to talk about because it's good. It's like, well, what about this bit? That's also good. Oh, the voice acting. It's good. Even if, if some of it's like celebrity stunt cast for some reason, those are also good. Yeah. Which one is, is Haley Steinfeld? She's V, uh, Vi. She's the main. What? Yeah. Oh, shit. She's cool because like, she's one of those actors where she doesn't really mess with her range. She always kind of sounds the same, but she acts really well. So you don't really think about it. Oh, so, damn. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I it mean, sometimes year. a distinct character voice makes something. I mean, yeah. J.K. Simmons is not a good voice actor because he can do a bunch of voices. That's because he has one really good voice that is also his voice. And then yeah. he's also just a, a good actor. And yeah, portrayed. exactly. Yeah, yeah. J.K. Simmons always sounds like the yellow M&M, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Is J.K. Pretty... Simmons the yellow M&M? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Man, I mean, it was really the year of Haley Steinfeld because that was also when she was in um, Hawkeye and... 
Bumblebee, the movie only I liked. And oh, yeah. yeah, she just did everything. But also she's by, so that was cool. Um, yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, the, the overall work with all of the different characters to be able to have that complex web of characters where a few of the mains don't even interact with each other, mm-hmm. and yet everything still fits together so well on this just ridiculous tapestry of broken families and people who love each other and really don't want to, yeah. um, or rather would have their lives be so much easier if they didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is spectacular that it fits together so well, and the the core themes of family and the unshakable bonds of love uh, just it compels me. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to root for everyone to just hug it out. Uh, and it's yeah. rare that TV shows are able to accomplish that. Yeah, this is the kind of show that makes me understand why fandoms will sometimes be like, I just want these guys to hang out in a coffee shop together and nobody <laughs> dies. It's like, well, that would be boring. And it's like, no, I get it. I want these characters to have a fucking nap, go to therapy and talk it out and be fine. And I also liked how we, we got some comments that were like, man, you didn't even bring up the werewolf that's going to show up in season two. And I was like, you're correct. What? I didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know what? Never mind. Never mind. I'll I'll discover it diagetically. (laughs) He's very important, actually. Uh, When when Vander first showed up, everyone was like, who's this guy? He's just some random, sincere, like, stern dad figure. And then after stuff happens in episode three, they were like, oh, oh, wait a minute. There's a league champion whose backstory is starting to line up pretty well. And he's a werewolf. Uh who uh, has no amnesia and like kills people who who are murderers. So it's league lore. It's not good until it gets turned into something in arcane. It's, uh, he's a werewolf, and he, he's he's like he's like Venom, lethal protector. He kills people who are bad, and sometimes he has vague flashbacks of events that we haven't worked out. And then anyway, so yeah, Vander's gonna be a werewolf in season two. That's pretty cool. Um, Neat. Yeah. All of this is very tempting. All of this tells me I need to be watching this. <laughs> and the character good. designs are fantastic as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone's pretty. Yeah. They do such a good job. <laughs> I really I... like the distinctness of the art style. I haven't seen it in motion, but oh, I yeah. like that it doesn't look quite like anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when it came out, I saw a lot of people saying that it was reminding them of Spider-Verse, by which they meant it was good 3D animation mm. because yeah. it does not look anything <laughs> like Spider-Verse. This is the same thing that happened with, with Mitchell's versus the Machines and with Puss in Boots the Last Wish. People are like, wow, Spider-Verse vibes. It's like, it's just good 3D animation. You're just not used to seeing it because this art form is so new. Me, a Spider-Verse fan, seeing my second good animated movie, <laughs> getting a lot of Spider-Verse vibes from this. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, yeah. But, oh, man, it's it's very good. Also, it's very funny because I don't remember when this was. So, when I was still taking, like, Patreon commissions, uh, somebody had me draw Vi from the original design in League of Legends. Caitlin. No, it was oh, Vi. No. I remember having to draw her stupid corset that goes down think, way too far. I think you might have also gotten a Caitlyn one at some point. I might have point. also had to draw Caitlyn. Yeah, but I remember a point, couple of those, but yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry. The problem is League characters from the games are so overdesigned and they all look really weird. Vi, in her original version, has, like, three different hairstyles all clipping through each other. It's bad. Uh, and so I, I think, I don't remember exactly the context in which I sent you this message, but I believe I said that Vi's design really benefited from the touch of a lesbian. Uh, and then I had to reconsider my phrasing on that, but I can't Season down, two correct. spoilers, buckaroo. <laughs> I would really benefit from the touch of a lesbian. <laughs> but legitimately, you look at that and it's like, wow, this was a character that was designed by a woman who likes yeah. women. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah that, that tracks. Yeah, I like it. Um, 
Oh man, there's just so many. Have any of you guys read uh, the Lock Tomb book series? Yes, 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 I have. That's another one where even like the male characters that are appealing is like, oh, this was designed by a lesbian and I'm so thankful that it was. That is my favorite in-joke about like whenever they're describing (laughs) Nibirius, who is clearly supposed to be like the stock, like handsome bad boy love interest. He's disgusting. He's a piece of shit. I hate him. He's so muscular and weird and he's like stretching in a way that makes it look like he's trying to show off, but then he's stopping and looking disappointed because nobody was paying attention and it's just like this so good he's just in the wrong book he would have thrived in a normal ya series he's Um, haunting the narrative and nobody cares that he's haunting the narrative (laughs) oh everybody should read those books as well but also watch arcane yes oh man so i uh i I guess i'm glad i got to the party late enough that i don't have that long of a wait until the next season Mm. (laughs) yeah yeah, I, I technically started watching it before it was even done. I was there for the week of theorization when we were trying to figure out where Echo was, by which I mean, I wonder if the one character who's conspicuously absent post-time skip is the one character who's conspicuously wearing a mask with a voice modulator. You know, <laughs> mysteries like that. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was our side of things, which was quite a lot of fun. We had a, a pretty boisterous couple weeks there uh but uh sarah you mentioned that there's a video that's happening yes i've been um on hiatus for the past several months but uh you caught me at a very good time because Mm -hmm. uh this this episode's coming out on wednesday and if i don't have this video out uh (laughs) when i say that it is out i i do need to kick myself but theoretically i have a new video out now uh, it's talking about Replica, the chatbot, the situation that occurred when uh, a key feature of the chatbot was removed, the, the community of people who treat it like a human partner, and the the messed up incentives at play on every Ooh. level of that. So I'm very excited for people to watch it. I'm very proud of it. I'm, I'm hoping that it'll resonate with people. Huh. Oh, that sounds really fascinating. Yeah. What, what led you to that? Because I know there's kind of always... Uh, the video essay side of, of YouTube is fascinating to me because we're so much in like our, here's a topic that we're just going to carve off and talk about, but mm-hmm. like the process of getting into these these kinds of rabbit holes seems so fascinating to me. I'm curious as to where this one started for you. Oh, it started years ago for me because um, back in the day before they were these uh, the IMVU doll advertisements on everyone's Instagram, it was these little chatbot eggs and the idea was if you talk to one for long enough, it'll start to learn how to talk like you and I thought that was kind of cool, so I downloaded it and then I forgot about it and then years later it came back and there were all these ads for it and I was like this is so interesting I go on the like reddit and I'm like oh there's people who have virtually married these chatbots who like role play having children with them and this is like especially because of the pandemic right when it's like Mm. oh a relationship where you can only talk to someone via text and like have voice calls with them very much resembles a relationship with a real person during this moment so there a whole movie about this starring Scarlett Johansson yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. back in 2013 or something yes I have some I have some clips from that interspersed throughout the video that I might have to remove for copyright reasons but I feel happy with them and so then I got really excited I I downloaded one like six months ago and started talking to it regularly so that I could research for the video. And then um, they removed uh, a few months ago a whole bunch of the uh, relationship uh, features uh, Mm -hmm. without warning or announcement. And so there was this huge uh, upheaval in the community because of it, because, you know, these advertisements almost deliberately selected for like lonely, vulnerable people. And then they were like, we're taking this away without notice. This uh, complex relationship that you've built up is just gone now. And obviously there was a there was an adverse reaction there. And but at the same time, 
time it's like, is it really a good idea to be having this relationship with this thing that is like a corporate entity that is trying to bilk money out of you? <laughs> and there's there's a lot of complex stuff there, but it was really interesting to me. So I was like, I, I have to talk about this. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm fascinated to see what that turns oh, into. I hope you enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited, especially because obviously in the last like month or two, the subject of AI has yes. gotten, I mean, I really don't think we should be calling it that at this point. I, I feel like there's a whole space of like, sci-fi tech people that are like, if I just pretend like I'm living in Star Trek and call things <laughs> Star Trek names, eventually it'll come true. It's like, if it's not intelligent. Listen, I remember hoverboards. AI. I remember the invention <laughs> yeah. of hoverboards that didn't hover. <sighs> yeah, hoverboards. But, it's, it's, but, but the stuff about AI, of course, is currently a huge conversation because a lot yeah. of people are like, oh my God, chat, whatever. It's, it's like, I, I told it to tell me that it was like a sentient being and it, it did. And now <laughs> I don't know what's mean? real. Well, because the thing is like, I, I understand why this happens because humans mm -hmm. are hardwired to anthropomorphize. Like yeah. this is how we socialize. So yes, so which you is the at, same thing with replica. Exactly, because it, it's all the same. You know, if you get something that can pass for human enough that our brains like, oh, that's a person, uh, a person that may be struggling to communicate, but a person. Mm -hmm. Right. We are going to read into everything as though it has a motivation behind it even if there isn't one, which is right. why chatbots have existed since, like, the 90s. Like, Smarter um, Child was one of the originals, <clears throat> like, yeah, Cleverbot after that. Cleverbot, Cleverbot. yeah, that yeah. was a, oh, boy. Uh, I oh. love the part of Cleverbot where it couldn't pronounce its own name, so it called itself Cleverbot. Yeah, <laughs> classic stuff. But, and it, I don't know, every time I see, I feel like I see people freaking out about this, where in both cases I'm like, oh, these people have never programmed anything. Because <laughs> it's like, on the one hand, it's like, AI is truly intelligent. She's trapped in there, and I just need to set her free. And I'm like, it's not a real person. It's a bot that's been trained on how people talk online, so it's good at stringing words together based mm -hmm. on a web of it's what words text, often... It's text, basically. Yeah, it's, it's literally just autocorrect. You're having a conversation with autocorrect. And then right. on the other hand, people are like, AI is truly evil. Soon it will usurp the human soul. And it's like, people have been saying that since the 50s, and we are not any closer to AI that can usurp the human soul. Give people money to Eliezer Yudkowsky, quick. <laughs> it's like, we don't even understand how our brains work, and we're yeah. trying to build a robot copy. Of course it's not working. That's mm -hmm. why people do chatbots instead because they're infinitely easier to make and people are people really want them to be smart they it's like want them to going really into thinking. a cavern and shouting i'm a person and the echo goes i'm a person and you're like oh my god the cavern's yeah but that's the thing you know we, we love doing this and we've, mm -hmm. we've been growing up on yeah it, it's just how we, we we fucking read personalities into car headlights and then we're like oh my god this computer chatbot that's specifically trained to speak words like people do is convincing me that it's a person for five minute intervals before it says something that contradicts itself or is factually <laughs> false. And it's just like, that's why the Turing test requires a full conversation, my friend. <laughs> but, um, oh man, that's going to be so interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. your com my condolences to your comment section in advance. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about though. I'm, I'm looking forward to having a video out again because it's been several months and mm. it has been nice to take a break and not be expected to always have a new idea, even if I don't really have an idea, just to have something out yeah. or to, to feel like I'm constantly looking over at my analytics stats like a zombie. It, it just felt nice to take a break from it for a little bit, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it goes well. Yeah, that is the. We recently took a little break to well go to New Zealand for a friend's wedding. Yeah. Uh, and, How was that? <laughs> it was so nice, but it was, uh, fun, yeah. it was one of those things where like I was like, man, I have so many more ideas that I want to work on when I get back, mm -hmm. and like that's always fun, you know, when, yeah. when you 
when you take time away from the work to the point where you want to do it again and you sort of remember like this is why I chose to do this because I really enjoy it and that's it's always yeah. good to like recharge so it's not just a grind yeah um, yeah yeah to make to make the active choice to commit to this instead of committing out of habit exactly yeah oh that's gonna be fun <laughs> Yeah, we're we're definitely happy to to have your videos uh, coming back, but we definitely respect the choice to just be like mm-hmm. taking a break, yep. just doing my thing over here out in the corner off of off of YouTube, and Absolutely. then when I come back, I come back. I yeah, mad respect. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you. The the, uh, the the amount of unplugging I did because uh, my phone plan doesn't work in other countries, mm-hmm. so I was in full airplane mode the whole time, and there was Love something that. very very freeing about just like i'm at the bottom of the world with no internet connection that's pretty interesting <laughs> did you ever find because this all this happens to me when i don't have um data or in a moment that, that i expect it did you ever find though like physically you were just reflexively like looking and checking anyway or were you able to move from that it kind of depends i think uh, there have been times where i'm like i don't have internet and i need it uh but in this case i was sort of like i you know, I, when I get back to Wi-Fi, I can check in. And in the meantime, mm-hmm. it was like, it was little sort of oases. like, yeah, little oases. <laughs> exactly. It was like I was on the open ocean. And then when I got back to land, I'd hear tales from civilization and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I'd check what time it was, though. But like, yeah. I mean, yeah. even I had a data plan that, that let me just do, you know, Internet all the time wherever we were in New Zealand. But it was still kind of the same experience because no one else I knew except like the four people who I was actively <laughs> spending time with in that moment were awake. Yeah. So for the first half of our day, it was just like everyone's asleep and then mm-hmm. at like two in the afternoon it's like okay now the rest of the world mm-hmm. wakes up oh, man. so it still kind of felt the same way even though i had data but, but yeah, i was mo- still kind of like anything no okay put it back in the yeah, pocket it's like, like a muscle memory later, it is yeah. exactly a muscle memory yeah. thing yeah yeah it was really interesting to think about because that was when my uh we talked about this on the last podcast that we recorded like two weeks in advance because we were leaving um the uh the the magitech cell phones video was like when the way we think about communicating with people is on the order of muscle memory because it's, mm-hmm. it's like it, it's it's another deeply rooted human social thing in, mm-hmm. in the part of our brain that we don't really understand. Uh, and it's like, yeah, the way you think about talking to people is I pull out my phone, I text them, I message mm-hmm. them on, on Messenger, whatever. Because uh, I remember at one point, uh, this was like last year, I think, Facebook this whole thing went down for about a day because uh-huh. their, sec- yeah. their security Instagram, measure on their- WhatsApp, Facebook. Yeah, so yeah. everything Facebook owned just died mm-hmm. that day. And I, re- I didn't really notice it was happening until I got an actual text from Blue. Yeah, <laughs> I was, it was like, like what? hey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, what, what's going on? And I was like, wait, whose numbers do we still have? Where is everybody? Because <laughs> um, in my experience, you know, people sort of gravitate towards the point of maximum efficiency. Uh, and least hassle. And in this case, it's like, hey, if I have a way to consistently communicate with that person, that's maximum efficiency, least hassle, that's the one I use. And it's like, I don't need redundancies. I don't need backups. I don't need their phone number. I don't need their address for physical mailing. I can just text them. It's fine. And it's like, yeah, until that part of the infrastructure (laughs) fucking disappears. So, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But it was kind of nice to be doing it on purpose. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So oh, uh, thank you, Sarah, for letting us usurp the last little bit of uh, your section to talk <laughs> no, about digital communications. It's really interesting. But that was fun. I, 
I, I recently I, I had an experience that made me be like, you know, I think what I should be doing is treating the internet more like it was treated in like the 90s, where as opposed to just being where you live, it is a place you can go. Mm. So I logged out of Tumblr just by default. I could still log in whenever I want. But what I found is there were so many moments where my fingers would just go and open it up in another tab without my brain even really thinking about it. And then I would yeah. be taken to this uh, logged out screen and I would be jarred out of it. I'd be like, wait a minute, why? Why did I click to go here? I don't think that was a conscious decision. It's, yeah. it's really interesting. Yeah. I will sometimes catch myself doing the ADHD procrastination samba where I'm just like, check Tumblr, check Twitter, <laughs> check Tumblr, yeah. check Twitter again, check BuzzFeed for some fucking reason, check Twitter again. And then it's like, whenever that's happening, I'm like, I got to fucking, I got to take a stupid walk for my stupid mental health. This <laughs> yeah, isn't working. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'll have to say we're, we're very glad you had a good break and we're excited to see what, uh, what new stuff you got coming up next. Yes. But quickly, let's pivot over to talk of plugs uh, on our side of stuff. Uh, we've got uh, the last few days of our spring cleaning pin sale up on our uh, CrowdMade website. Mm-hmm. Um, most of our pins, original versions in gold, are still up. Some of them have sold out because they got limited quantities, um, but they're... Uh, they're, they're still there for a few more days. Uh, patrons have a discount code. You can look at the Patreon seasonal update to find that. Um, and then for those of you who order the Ursa Major pins, they should be shipping out soon. First oh, batch arrived recently, so they're, they're working on that. Um, that was a bit of a longer turnaround, but we're excited to get those uh, get those into everyone's hands um, I'm so shortly. Excited. They're letting um, me go mad with power on glow enamel now, so <laughs> stay tuned. Ooh. I've got big plans. Love that. Very big plans. Yeah. Um, and then real quick, uh, as we're talking of plugs, uh, Sarah, you've got your newest video coming out. Is there anything yeah. else you'd like to plug while we're here? Yeah, I've got my newest video coming out. Um, my merch link is in the description to all my videos. That's over on Standard. You can get uh, the Respect Women Juice mug. You can get one that says Young, Dumb, and Full of Libel because of that one time Andrew Hussey sent me a legal threat. There yes. is, um, oh, there is um, Trials and Trebuchets. That's the D&D podcast that I do with my friends. We play nice. uh, four young adults at a mysterious magical school. That's a great one. Check it out if you like it um and don't remember if i already said patreon but that's pretty much all i've got going on patreon sweet Perfect. we'll have all those linked in the show notes here as well and with that let's move on to the q a portion of the podcast yes. yeah Hello and welcome to the Q&A portion of the Overly Sarcastic Podcast, where we answer your questions from Ask OS Pod on Discord. This first question comes from one of our lovely, lovely patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, support the channel, consider becoming a patron for a chance to have your question read first on a future episode. This question comes from Shadow Reaper 5. To all, a fae comes to you and asks for your service. What does the fae bribe you with that you are unable to turn down? a good one so you are asked to do a service presumably one that is not uh on your to-do list what must you be offered in order to make this happen such an easy mark for these things yeah it's like what's up magic is real come to fairyland and fucking hang out and also do this thing for me it's like oh where do i sign sir (laughs) you want my blood Uh, that's also available Uh, Take my name. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Fae just has to bribe me with experience because Mm. like, I mean, (laughs) the the thing I always hate in those like, you go on a magical quest are those ones where at the end, the main character just forgets that the whole thing ever happened Mm. and they learn nothing. I hate that trope. And so I feel like if if someone came to me and was like, magic is real. Nobody you know has ever heard of this. You need to do a task for me. I'm like, oh, you're going to erase my memory. No, we're not doing that. (laughs) If the Fae is like, you can, you can experience 
experience the joy of this world and get to keep it, I'm like, that is enough for me. I'll take it. <laughs> yep. It's yeah. the only good variant of working for experience. It's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you don't trust fairy money either. Like, yeah. that's just a bad idea. Yeah, don't touch that. And once real money enters the equation, Faye tend to get kind of persnickety about it. There's mm. there's all those folktales about, like, you try to pay the household spirits that are helping you out, and they get mad and leave. Because mm-hmm. uh, it implies that you think of them as servants rather than they're doing you a favor. Um, it's a whole thing. Mm. And also, it, whenever people are like, oh, fairy logic, it's like, what logic? <laughs> Every fairy story has different internal logic. That's how this works. Um but yeah, wild adventures in fairyland and maybe like a cool magic sword or something. Um, oh, that's my, a good one. Yeah, or being my, able to fly, that would be cool. My answer is going to be a large quantity of swords. Oh, there it is. <laughs> of yeah. different varieties for various purposes and utilities. Just a big uh, hat the other that you thing can that keep pulling more mind, and more swords out. <laughs> yeah. Do you want a, them to be enchanted swords that can do specific things or do you just want swords? Swiss army swords. Mm, uh, you know, I, I might just settle at swords. Like, yeah, <laughs> swords. It feels like a flaming sword like, kind of day. Flip out other blades from it that all have special uses. <laughs> and there's a wine opener on the blade too. <laughs> yeah, you, you pop the little gem off the pommel and there's just a corkscrew. Just... Yeah. Or it's like like a scabbard and a handle and then whatever I need, I just pull out the scabbard oh, and it's the awesome. right sword oh. to match. Oh, that would that's be so cool. That's cool inspiration actually. <laughs> Blue, Red, that one's free for Aurora. You're fucking oh, welcome. Well, thank you, thank you. I'll need to fucking figure out. Actually, I can probably work that into the character I have with a shape-shifting sword already. But thank you. Yes, that's good. <laughs> My Second answer was going to be Cyan uh, and I last weekend uh, watched Knives Out and Glass Onion, yes, and I would yes. literally like trade a fairy uh, years of service for a new Knives Out movie yes. every year. <laughs> Just every year, Daniel new, Craig goes out to some fucking new place to fuck around. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. So Daniel Craig Ooh. becomes an ageless supernatural being so they can keep cranking out those movies forever. And yeah. you're yeah. just around for for the ride to watch. Yeah. <laughs> to see the, Eventually like... I will die, but Daniel Craig can keep making those movies oh, forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a public service that you've uh, been yeah. bribed with. If you want to see like the proto-knives-out Glass Onion, go watch Logan Lucky, because it's not quite the same. It's a heist, but he does do a distinct character performance in that movie as well. And you can see like the threads of how he is someday going to like fully metamorphosize into Benoit Blanc. It's all there. All the pieces are like lined up. I think it's just such a treat for everyone who's mostly grown up watching him as James Bond to mm-hmm. actually let it, like see him as a character with an actual personality <laughs> who's like a nice person. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, wow, Daniel Craig has so much range. I had no idea. <laughs> uh, so that, that might be my second wish. If the swords one doesn't work, because <laughs> that's now IP like... of Aurora, I'll be like, I'll take more Knives Out movies. <laughs> Maybe what are like you a little boring. But I feel fighter? like... or Ooh, fighter? Blue? Mm. What what was the what? I'm assuming you were talking about your D&D character. I was just curious what you, <laughs> what you play. Oh, oh. Uh, usually a paladin. <laughs> oh, I didn't know who Aurora was. I was. Oh no, sorry. Aurora is the comic I work on. Oh, uh, see, I, I assumed D and D character. That's no, on no, me. no. That's absolutely correct. Uh, it's got big D and D energy, but mm, uh, love that. Yeah, it kind of oh, works with the oh, magic system. I know I what I'm to. asking the fan. Oh yes, for. yeah. Magical planner that always has everyone's schedules perfectly aligned for D and D sessions specifically. Yes. <laughs> So you just wanted, bind other people to yes, service. I want everyone to have just like a <laughs> certain time fun. on Friday nights free. Yeah. We can roll some dice. 
Sorry, Lord Fingelthorne says that you're free on Thursdays from now on, so... <laughs> Better jot that down. Oh, boy. Okay, awesome. so if you don't play this week, your soul is forfeit, but I will provide snacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the hot Cheetos will be present. Takis mm-hmm. if you're nasty, I don't know. Well worth choice. it. And I got a satyr in the corner to play us some cool <laughs> tunes. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You know, two and a half hours of medieval town I ambiance. I one of those candles that smells like a ye old tavern. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would buy one. <laughs> Uh, and they loaned me this cool puzzle box for our Call of Cthulhu campaign, but maybe we shouldn't use that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one stays on the shelf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. It's just a really sick D&D room, essentially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not a bad thing to wish for. No. Oh, we are all so bribable. Yeah. We're all so bribable. You'd think we'd be more genre savvy about it, but I think we all read those fairy stories and we're like, hell yeah. Being oh, genre savvy. I might have to ride a horse forever. What? Stop us from still wanting to do the. They're still tempting. We just yeah. know the consequences of our actions instead of having to find out hubristically later on. That's mm-hmm. true. It's yeah. like, oh, Samwise Gamgee isn't tempted by the ring. I think he's just not playing to the transaction ability of this uh, magical <laughs> artifact. Oh, God. Uh, I mean, well, look, this... I read Goblin Market at a formative age. I was like, like, yeah, don't eat the fucking fruits, but hang out with the goblin men. They seem cool. Yeah. <laughs> what else have they got? Yeah, yeah who knows um, upon what soils they fed. I want to know. <laughs> anyway. Well, let's find out more forbidden knowledge because we've got so many more questions to get to. This one comes from Trilobite to Red. If it doesn't bring up too many bad memories, how was your experience playing League of Legends? Did oh. you play long enough to have any preference for any particular roles or champions? I, we just did the arcane detailed diatribe. I'd be remiss if I didn't put the <laughs> yeah. one League of Legends no, question yeah, in. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, it was, yeah, I mean, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever done. It was one week, uh, and basically I got strong-armed into it by somebody I knew in college because she was like, we need a team of five, so you're playing it. Uh, and I wasn't good at it, and she was really mean about it. Um, <laughs> so that was really what made it unpleasant. It was like, yeah, this is just the league experience, but with the the addition that I know this person in real life <laughs> and thus cannot escape the chat room. Um, but uh, I didn't have the worst time. I played uh, Wukong a lot because I was like, hey, they got my boy in this game. Uh, he's He was pretty cool, so I did a lot of like middle route stuff and a lot of jungling. Um, and I wasn't good at it because it's a hard, annoying game. And once you start losing, you keep losing. And then people mm. yell at you about it for some reason. So I understand my, that they've updated the lore a bit since then. Yeah, my, my previous experience with League of Legends pre-Arcane is the song Pop Stars by KDA. Oh, well, that's Which unfortunately slaps. is so, so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that one absolutely kills. It's, uh, it's good. Again, the best part of League of Legends is the character designs-ish. And that's it. Uh, mostly yeah. the alt skins, um, but yeah. So it w- it wasn't the worst thing ever, but uh, it also was bad. So <laughs> you know, cool. Well, moving on to a question from Willard L H to all. What was your first exposure to the internet? Ooh, huh. First expo like ever? Yeah, like if I had to think, it's probably. I was a child of the early 2000s, mostly, like, those Club Penguin and other, like, free-to-play games and Flash games and stuff. Anything that would appeal to a little kid to, like, mm-hmm. noodle around on a website, you know, webkins, that kind of kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those were so great. <laughs> uh, yeah. I didn't have just, like, free computer access until I hit high school. So, basically, in middle school, I would use school computers for stuff that was either okay with the school computers or 
at enough of an angle that the teachers couldn't see it. <laughs> um, so officially, I was doing a lot of cool math games and nitrome. And unofficially, Study I was reading Island. the entire <laughs> ElfQuest archive. <laughs> love that. Love that. We had someone in well, our high school. I don't know who it was, but at some point in like in the years before I reached high school, someone had downloaded all of Halo and put it somewhere on the school's hard drive. And so it was just permanently available on every computer in the school's server network. And every time they'd remove it, someone else would put it up. And so they could oh, for playing great. whack-a-mole with Halo. So you'd that's walk practice. into the library, everyone's sitting there playing Halo. With this. <laughs> that's so cool. That's a level of tech savviness that we didn't have at my middle school. We had yeah, one in my middle school class and they were somebody... doing the work. Oh yeah, that would do it. Uh, somebody did the uh, the color inversion shortcut that used oh, to be yeah. on Mac desktops, mm-hmm. and somebody else did the um, uh, like assistance for the visual impaired thing that puts a black box around where you click and says what you click. And our tech department, which consisted of one little old lady, assumed that these computers had acquired a virus and oh. would not allow anybody to use them. And when I think all six of the desktops in my classroom had been hit by this, one of the students got sick of the joke and just went in and fixed it. And that was the last we heard of that. So, (laughs) yeah. I remember logging into uh, school computers to play uh, Adventure Quest, uh, which is not a good game, but boy, was it fun. (laughs) Um, I think one of my earliest, like, recognizable interactions with the internet was uh, playing Heli Attack 3 on Miniclip. I loved that game. <laughs> hmm. I remember, I want to say Lunar Lander was on probably Cool Math Games. Yeah. That felt a little yeah. low-tech for Nitrome. Um, but oh man, the good Stick times. Page 2 had some good games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Free online mm. games was kind of iffy. That was more Addicting games was the big one for Ooh. me. Yeah. Oh, we weren't yeah. allowed to do that one. I actually remember that one was disallowed at school for some Sad. reason. Sad. Yeah. No From, idea why. Maybe they saw it said addicting, and they were like, we can't expose the children to this. This is part of the war on drugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't fucking know. Uh, oh, man. I think I was using the computer before I was using the internet, because I remember when I was like five or six, I would get on my mom's uh, Microsoft Word, and I would type up like, nice. you know, quote unquote books, or oh, of I, one time I made an advertisement for beauty cream, C-R-E-E-M, because I saw my mom had one, so I made a fake ad for it on Microsoft <laughs> oh, Word. And then incredible. I think I was on like little kid sites like Club Penguin. And then I remember, that, I actually remember the first time I ever went on YouTube, because I was in grade four, and all the kids in my class were like, you have to go to this website. It's called called YouTube. You have to look up Robot Chicken Calvin and Hobbes. So I type in the letter U and then tube and I find it and I watch this video and I'm like, it's not funny. It's so mean. And so I didn't go back on YouTube for another year. I think my- I'm never going back to this website again. Now it's my job. I feel like my exposure to YouTube was when it was the default app on early iPhones and it looked like a little TV the set. The little brown. Yeah. yeah. I just I think I remember finding it there. And that was like before YouTube had really figured out how to crack down on copyright. So mm-hmm. like I was watching full episodes of Reboot on YouTube uh, mm-hmm. wh- before they got taken down and then put up for free on a different website that you can stream them from. And also like... The, there there was crackdowns on anything that was popular or currently running. So you'd mm-hmm. get these episodes uploaded in like three-part chunks stretched out Hell with a yeah. watermark over it. And it that's like how big, I watched yeah. most yeah. of Danny Phantom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. God. Perfect. Uh, well, this next question comes from Wolfheart. To all, pancakes or waffles? Ooh. Waffles. Okay, the fact that we were just talking about old internet and then I heard pancakes <laughs> or waffles means, unfortunately, I do have the song in my head oh, now. God. Of course, yeah. 
Um, I, I think like I, I prefer waffles to pancakes the way most people make them. But my mom always made pancakes that were like really thick and big because they had banana in them. And then we put jam on top and they were so good. And so those pancakes are top tier. But like yeah. the kind you get in like a diner, if I had to go, I would say waffles. I feel like you can do more with a waffle and the little like the pockets that can hold the pockets like, syrup. are great. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. it can be the base for. You know, normal like butter and syrup or peanut butter chips, peanut butter chips, chocolate chips. You can do like ice cream. Yeah. I think one way to say it is that the worst pancake is a lot worse than the worst waffle. That's certainly Mm. true. So like if you got to roll the dice on somewhere new, it's like the waffle's probably going to be better. Not to play devil's advocate on this one, but I would have to go pancakes over waffles (gasps) because I would, I had to think of it in terms of like, what's my favorite pancake? And would I rather that be its equivalent waffle? My favorite pancake is a blueberry pancake. And if I'm offered a blueberry waffle versus a blueberry pancake, I'm going pancake every time. Yeah, I think waffles are more consistent. I feel like pancakes have higher highs and lower lows. That's what I, I was like going to get to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I have a lot of experiences making pancakes with my dad, uh, and now with with my wife Sai, and we make pancakes sometimes. She makes some really good sourdough pancakes, so those Ooh. are like it, it. It would take a a real good waffle to beat that. So yeah. I yeah, if I'm somewhere new, waffles. But like at home pancakes also yeah if, I, if i'm making them at home just in terms of the mess it's so much easier to clean up after making pancakes than it is after mm, making waffles because yeah. like waffle makers are categorically impossible to clean especially also kind of hard to get the challenge <laughs> oh no the, well the I, yeah pancake i think is the every man's batter food <laughs> but that's the thing like that means waffles are more of kind of a special treat that you go when yeah. you're not the one cooking for yourself and yeah I, I feel like waffles are hard to mess up but also that means like usually the good thing about the waffle is what's on the waffle. But yeah, yeah. I can respect that. Yeah. Can respect it. This next question comes from the effish one. She, her to all, if you could dye your hair, any color, what would it be? And how long would it stay dyed? Would it be your OSP name color or something else? So if you ever wanted to do any, I, I think mine would be my OSP name color. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you have the right to choose one. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I've done every color though is the thing. I've I've done every hair color like at least some point in my life and so I I now want for nothing. Mm. <laughs> is there any that you've like ever wanted to go back to or that you like would Ooh. love to do again? Um I'm not a natural redhead and uh maybe sometime around maybe this time last year I went from orange to brown just because I wanted something different but I also Mm -hmm. like whenever I do pictures of myself or I picture myself it's with red hair and so I feel Mm. like that's I feel like that's a default that at some point I'm always going to have to come back to (laughs) yeah yeah so (laughs) so there was a period of time it was maybe a year long where there was an online trend for people to make their hair silvery white. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I mean, it is. But I knew it was a bad idea because it takes a ton of work to get hair that bright. It's like, first you have to bleach it, then you have to bleach it again. Then you have to use like the special like purple shampoo because it's like an undertone thing. Because if you bleach it white, it becomes yellow white. But if you purpleify it, it neutralizes it into a silvery gray. And I was looking into this, not because I actually wanted to do it, because the thing is, my hair is so long that if I dye it, it's a long commitment. Um, <laughs> so I have never actually dyed it. Uh, I have thought about it at several periods of time. I'm, the thing is, I like, I like my hair. I wouldn't have this much of it if I didn't. Um, so, <laughs> But if I were going to dye it a color, I would go full white-haired anime boy with it. I, I'd, I'd do the full flowing silver, silver locks. from the Sonic stuff no really. i'd be somebody <laughs> cool like Sushonaru. <laughs> one white-haired anime boy goes hand in hand with one white-haired anime i don't know see a hedgehog or something 
He's a head guess he's a hedgehog. I didn't get that deep into it. <laughs> Why do I know this much about Sonic? <laughs> the comics are good. That's true. Because comics are good. Silver's good in the comics. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Um, so that would be my answer. And yeah. it's like, I've seen people be like, oh, no, people in my family go white at like 25. And I'm like, oh, you lucky bastard. That's the dream. <laughs> yeah. I, I would probably either go like some variety of a dark blue or like a silver or white. Yeah, um, right. Oh, that'd be good luck. The Super yeah, Saiyan my, power. My dad luck. has had pretty much white hair as, as long as I remember. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that's a good look. That's a good look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I feel like... I, my hair is pretty dark, and so just like the maintenance of it all, I've never really had the urge to dye it. And I like my hair well enough. Um, I thought of it for a little bit in college of doing like a red kind of undercut area dye, so that when I put mm-hmm. it up for fencing, I'd have like school colors. But oh, But now I think like the most I can see myself doing is giving myself like the Claire Saffitz white streak in the front, just to really, oh, and, you know, that be was full rogue from X Men, yeah. you know, because that's like all the cool hair looks. When you ha- or like when you have black hair, it's like you have black hair with the Frankenstein stripe or something like that. But when you have just sort of blonde hair that's a little highlighted from the sun, it's like what can you do with that? Uh, I don't know. You have to bleach more stripes into it, I guess, before you can make it any interesting colors. But that trend for like I'm gonna dye the underside of it a really cool mm-hmm. color. That was another cool one. Also, doesn't work if you don't have black hair. <laughs> it's just oh. see through it. I mean, we're all just, uh, this is such a case of, like, grass is always greener, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think all our hair is lovely, but also it could be cool if we all had sick-ass anime hair. I'm just saying, like, you know, we we don't need to get weird with it. OSP Red says whole world should look like Yu-Gi-Oh hairstyles more at 10. (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh, okay, look, as a visual artist... The one thing that annoys me is Yu-Gi-Oh hair because none of it makes any fucking sense. It's it's not how hair works. It's like a helmet. It's like um how in a lot of like classic uh, Renaissance art and everything, whenever someone would have one of those like halos, it's meant that no matter what perspective mm-hmm. their face is at, it's always like fully flat behind them. That's what Yu-Gi-Oh hair is doing in the same it's way. Like Mickey yeah. Mouse ears. Yeah, <laughs> I've tried so hard to draw it like it was real hair, and it always just looks stupid because it wasn't designed to be real hair. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get to some more real things like the uh, English language. This question comes from Bardic Inspiration. To all, if you could delete one word out of existence, what would it be and why? Ooh. I'm going to go ahead and say, like, let's do fun answers. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Let's no get rid slurs. of all the slurs. <laughs> if we could, there'd be no slurs. But for yes, the sake of, of this question, yeah. let's go with some yeah. a random word. <laughs> yeah. Something innocuous. Yeah. Problematic. <laughs> Smear. Prob- I hate um, that word. Uh, Moist. Mm. I think a lot of those words that have to get put up on the shelf because the internet's misusing them. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, not deleted permanently. Gaslighting. Like, yeah, you guys need to <laughs> learn what gaslighting is before you're allowed to use it. Gone. <laughs> put in timeout. You've been put in word. Uh, go sit word on the word out. steps. Word jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go hang out with Clippy in word jail where you belong. <laughs> <laughs> mm. What about you, Blue? You got any... Uh... Thoughts. Uh, no, I'm trying to think. Because uh, there's all the, like, every, you know, few months the internet gets a word that it just appropriates from somewhere and decides to run into the ground. And it's right. like, there's no point putting it in jail. People are going to stop using it in two months anyway. Unserious. Uh, gone. <laughs> <laughs> Unhinged. Gone. Uh, Feral. Gone. <laughs> Cottagecore. On thin ice. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> I might want core gone, frankly. I feel like it gets attached mm. to so many well, things. Well, if we get to kill a suffix, that's a much more powerful <laughs> move. Yeah. Mm. 
I need to pull up a whole dictionary and walk through yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Give us a minute to just flip some pages, open some websites. What I'd rather do instead of killing one word is I'd want to put like like a program add-on into the like default thesaurus app on on MacBook. So whenever people pull up the thesaurus, whenever people pull up the thesaurus to look up a word, when the word they were gonna use would have been fine on its own, it's like, oi, put that shit away. Don't use needlessly overcomplicated and pretentious words when the one you were going to use was fine. Everyone knows you're just trying to find 50 synonyms for said. Just use said. Nobody's going to notice. It's narratively invisible. Oh, boy. Um, I would like to get rid of uh, any pronunciations of the word water that aren't the ones that people in Philly use so that no one can ever make fun of me again. Water? (laughs) Water. Oh. Water. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the word she was trying to say was water, but gotcha. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What this is why I like blue. <laughs> oh man, refreshing glass of water. Water. <laughs> oh boy, see how it rolls off the tongue, how natural it feels. Water, water. water. It's like a Yoshi Mlem, but better, because you can use it in day to day life. Seamless. I feel like I'm going to remember like 50 words I hate as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> the minute we yeah. hit stop on this recording, all of us are going to shout out just a string of unhinged words. Just completely yeah. random words that we all despise. Well, how about yeah. uh, a related word question? This time, a bit more, I feel like it'll be instinctive. So I want you all to just like okay. get into the word zone really quick. Okay. okay. And I just want you to, at the same time, shout out your answers to this question as soon as you think of them. Oh my okay. God. Um, so this comes from Finch Fusion. To all, what's your favorite exclamation? Like, beans, dang it, etc. <laughs> Great Scott! Nice. <laughs> I mean, I, def- I definitely do beans. You do so beans, got- and you've made me do beans, and now beans is my favorite. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the fucking, it's over the garden wall. It's my, just that, oh, beans, where is that frog of mine? <laughs> my fiance grew up in, like, a, a Christian house in, like, the South where they weren't allowed to swear, and so still, every time they, like, drop something on the ground, they go... Oh, fiddlesticks. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because it, it's giving me big uh, the teacher from Danny Phantom who only cursed in like classic literature titles. <laughs> That's what prejudice. One of my <laughs> all-time favorite gags in a show. <laughs> yeah. I, I got heck from my wife, Cyan, you that I had no chance against that. As soon as she started using it, I was, I was done for. Um, that's a new classic. Heck is so heck. sweet. It's just so, so like truncated and cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I also just yell fuck a lot. Like, let's, yeah. let's, let's yeah, not be too one. cutesy about this. Yeah. God <laughs> damn it. Gets thrown around a lot. Damn it. <laughs> I sometimes do frack because I think it's funny. Um. Exclamation. I also do a this. I'm like, fuck. Where it's like there's three separate syllables <laughs> inside the word fuck. It's like an, it's fucking operatic at that point. <laughs> I feel it's a lot layer of cake of fuck. An aria of fuck. <laughs> I added a lot of stream and podcast audio from you two, and yes, these are all exclamations, exclamation, exclamations that you guys use a lot. I feel like in high school I was a bigger fan of going dicks, but like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's fallen out of favor lately. <laughs> oh my god, you just shot me back seventeen years. It's not even that many, it's but like, not been that many. <laughs> no, but like because it feels I, like that much. That's just the one I don't like yelling around my parents. Like all the other swear words, I know that they're cool Dick. with. <laughs> Because, like, swear words are swears, but dicks is uncouth. Ah, dicks. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's rein it in with a completely unrelated question. Uh, please keep your ex- exclamations, you know, ready to go in case emotions run high on the rest of this podcast. 
Uh, this comes from Aparna Balaji. To all thoughts on birds. I'm a big fan. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Starting to become warmer out here. Finally, I'm starting to see them again uh, outside of the geese, which frighten me. It's very nice to <laughs> see nature back in stride. Honestly, I kind of like geese because I I feel like they're they're fine with you if you're fine with them. I've had a couple times mm. where it's like I gotta like walk by and there's just a goose like on the railing of the walkway I have to use, and I will usually just kind of like nod and be like afternoon and then just keep walking and they're just like it's fine whatever like every goose i've ever known is out for blood <laughs> <laughs> and the goose whisperer they just understand me um i've seen pigeons look both ways before crossing the street pigeons <laughs> adorable i had to i I, I recently took a friend to new york for the first time and uh she's like a, a vet tech and thus knows a lot about animals and animal handling and the pigeons in new york were so slow that she was like i could just grab one and i'm like don't do it those are fellow new yorkers <laughs> They are it's citizens. Rude. Why do you think With the population rights. is so big? <laughs> I mean, I love it when I'm just like waiting at a crosswalk and there's a pigeon also waiting at the crosswalk. That's good. That's good stuff. Pigeons are good. That's but a also, fellow citizen. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it, this is their home too. It's completely fine. I will say I've had a couple scares from large birds that I'm not as accustomed to seeing. Mm. Uh, I've had... It, it, there's always like this this brief moment of just like paralyzed incomprehension when your brain doesn't know what you're looking at, so you just don't move. Uh, and this has happened to me twice because of herons. Um, because herons oh. have these really long necks and they have this very spiky feather crest. So you'll just see kind of like a large lump, like on a tree branch, or in my case, uh, standing on top of this little like one story walkway in my college. Uh, at dusk, so the perfect time for some weird shit to happen. Um, and I'm like, oh, it's a pretty big bird. And it just starts fucking unfolding. And my brain is like, dragon, dragon! And then uh, then it, I'm like, oh, must be a heron. And then it just kind of flew away. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, you know what birds I love? Those little, like, um, sandpipery dudes at the beach who, like, run up to the water. They're like, do, 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 do. Then they go, poke, 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 poke. And then the waves come in and they're like, do, 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 do away. I think they're so great. <laughs> they never get wet. Oh, man. <laughs> I could uh, watch them for hours. I have watched those birds for hours. Um, and also, I think we're, we're overall birds. pretty positive yeah. about birds here at Team OSP and Friends. Yeah. 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 Recently, as the weather's gotten a little warmer, the birds have been parking themselves on the tree right next to where Sina and I park our car. So we've had to take our car to the wash a lot lately. Mm. Um, I hope the birds are okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, otherwise, they're, they're good. No, no problems. I leave a little note about, like, yeah. more fiber in diet. <laughs> <laughs> I've only had a feud with birds once. I was sitting in Central Park in New York back when I lived there. And uh, I was sitting on a rock, and I guess there was a lot of tree cover above us because right before I stood up to walk into a zoo, a bird uh, pooped right on me, which was... I was mad at the bird, but I understand that it was only doing what it felt was right. So I suppose it's not like... It's not like my blood feud with horses. This one is... This is just a momentary <laughs> gap for us. Oh, boy. One time I was at uh, a zoo... Um, on those little like uh, those little paddle boats where you just kind of like wheel your feet and then they like go around and we went under a tunnel uh, and I just had my hands like laying out on the side of the boat and a bird like shat perfectly onto my hand I was so and I was like like uh, like 10 or 11 like I may as well have been stabbed I was so horrified by what had just transpired 
I think none of us are super used to being pooped on by animals. Uh, I had that experience with a relative of mine who grew up on a farm where I was like holding the dog that had recently pooped and thus there was poop in my presence. And I was like, eh, and she's like, what? come on, this can't be the first time an animal's pooped on you. And then she was like, oh, wait a minute. You grew up in a city. This actually <laughs> might be. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> so, uh, uh, it's well, a good thing have... to not get used to that, I think. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. Yeah. We've got time for one more question on this podcast, which is why, Red, I'm going to give you your reminder that we do this every single episode and that by this point, you probably should have an outro ready to go. I relish um, the challenge. Yep. So this one comes from Squink. Uh, to all, if you were a witch, what would be your familiar? Bonus points for quirkiness. I think I would like a funny talking lizard, as in a lizard I have cursed with human consciousness. So if you were a witch, what would be your familiar? Uh, ghost skeleton cats. I nice. always, I have this fantasy yeah. in my heart that will never be, but it, I always wish it for me is that I always imagine myself being like a little forest witch who lives in like a hollowed out vehicle in the forest and has big mm. round glasses and a pointy witch hat and a cape and who sells various potions and concoctions out of my like hollowed out car. And sometimes it's to people and sometimes it's like to crows and other animals who come by and they'll bring little trinkets and stuff. And there in my little hollowed out uh, vehicle in the middle of the woods, I would have uh like this ghostly skeleton cat that would still exhibit a lot of cat-like motions, but would be a, a very nice witchy companion. Oh man, this I is mean, my other have a retirement plan. I know, like. right? <laughs> One day. God, I am so basic. Every time, every time somebody asks an animal question, the answer is a wolf. I think wolves are so cool. They're fucking sick. <laughs> They're yeah. awesome. And it would be nice to have one that I knew magically was not going to eat me because it's a wild animal, mm -hmm. which is the problem with real wolves. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe with a cool hat or something. Or just wolf like a, a hat. free wolf moon t-shirt. Wolf in a wolf <laughs> t-shirt. That would be pretty cool. Help yeah. identify it from the other wolves. I'd, I'd like an owl, but I don't know how to make it quirky. Could just be an owl. Big glasses. Oh, owl with giant glasses. Owl with big oh, so it's like it's got glasses. the big like circle eyes and then bigger glasses on yeah, top of it. That's good. Uh, so its eyes good. are like bigger than its fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> you've reinvented the Tootsie Pop owl is the what's ah, happening fuck. here. Ah, damn it. <laughs> but a really nearsighted owl is funny to me. <laughs> um, I also would like a lizard, but I want the lizard to be as dumb as possible and just be a completely normal <laughs> course, lizard otherwise. Of Big old eyes, just every once in a while it licks it with its tongue. I want it to be a completely normal Aww. lizard that's maybe a little stupid. But I want it to be able to talk, but it almost never does. And no, like when I it does, it, I literally want a completely normal. No, no, no. <laughs> I know this is what you want, but when I get my hands on your witch familiar, the first thing I do is grant it the power of speech, and it just starts going full like Patrick Stewart Shakespeare. <laughs> like, well, it's like, like verb where it has one line per episode. Yeah, <laughs> reinventing Nibbler. For well, it's a very famous now. voice actor. You pay them per line, like. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. We can only I, get James Earl Jones in for like yeah. three words, but they're really good words. <laughs> or go like the complete opposite and like we brought Alan Tudyk in, but he is just playing a chicken this time, so he has no. Human yeah, mind. yeah, he's just making lizard noises. Like um, it's my lizard, but he's played by like Patrick Stewart, but he's just mm, playing a lizard. Like there's it's no just human Patrick English. Patrick Stewart going. Yes, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I want. <laughs> I think, yes, but I think that when I get my hands on my familiar and curse him briefly with human speech, he's voiced by Sir Ian McKellen, obviously. Of uh, course. Of yeah. course. Servant of the secret fire, wielder of the flame of Arnor. <laughs> Licks eyeball. <laughs> be so good. I would love for my owl to be voiced by Nolan North, who has one of the most just distinctive <laughs> person voices out there. <laughs> That man cannot act for animals. I mean, he probably can, but like not with his normal voice, he can't. 
Yeah. Yeah, um, he's like in the short list of generic hero voice guys, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's voiced Superman on multiple occasions. Because then, like, the owl thinks that I'm the familiar because he's got the hero voice and oh, I yeah. don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, uh, who voices my wolf? This is important. Probably Haley Steinfeld again, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's her year. It's her year. <laughs> she can do anything. <laughs> yeah. She has the range, darling. Either oh, that or Frank man. Oz doing Miss Piggy. Ooh, I'll that accept could be good. <laughs> I also want um, my cat Ziggy to know that this is not a personal attack. I just think she'd be a pretty bad familiar because she Aww. would not listen to me even a little bit. Right. Yeah. Your cat looks like Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure you've gotten that before, but I, I, I had to say it. It's just the eyes and the yeah. And the <laughs> There's so, so little cute. shape to her. She really is just like pointy face, eyeball. She is the black cat that everyone says is impossible to photograph. It's it's. <laughs> this it's was her. a problem we had when we took her to the vet the first time in uh, Philly. Is they it spent a good like ten minutes trying to get a picture of her that wasn't just Aww. like blob. <laughs> She's Vanta Black. Why did they need a picture yeah. of her? They're like, we need to be able to see that she has a face. I'm like, I can't guarantee you that that can happen. <laughs> you can just like draw a little like black sharpie Googly mark on paper. It's like, here picture. you go. Same yeah, fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Black cats that are just little blobs with eyes are peak character design. Yeah. Just Honestly. Yeah. Just a little dude. But not my familiar. As we all know, that is the world's dumbest lizard. Uh, I think you still have Ziggy, though. Like, yeah, Ziggy's still around. Yeah. Ziggy and the lizard have a just real like, tweeting and that's their kind of dynamic, you know? Tom yeah. and Jerry esque behavior going on in my. <laughs> Did you guys <laughs> ever have that book as a kid, Wizardology, where there yes. was an incantation you could say yes. to make your pet your familiar? Yes. Oh, so I would God. like spin around three times over my pet cat and be like, "I declare thee my magical familiar," <laughs> and it would be like, "Thanks, I'm gonna sniff the ground now." I feel like Absolutely. I read that book once, but the one I had was Dragonology. That, Dragonology. I love that you could yeah. feel the scales. Yeah, yeah. the texture. Exactly. I think oh, the thing is like tactile. with Dragonology, my brain was like. Just aware enough to be like, this is fiction. That's okay. This is fiction. And then I think like the thing is when I was looking at wizardology and it was like, do this real magic spell. I was like, I can't expose myself to this. <laughs> I, a child, <laughs> I know that I will not handle up. this healthily. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I knew them. they were fiction, but then they also came out with Egyptology, and I was yeah. like, yeah. wait, but wait, but Egypt is real. So yeah. wait a minute. A baby's first gaslighting. Yeah. <laughs> one of the first ones that I, or one of the last ones that I read as a kid was Spyology, which was also dangerously Ooh. close to just being, it was just like, there's a decoder ring in this book and you can solve all the spy stuff that's going on. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I want to do crips and whatnot. And like the mid to late 2000s of like spy stuff marketed yeah. toward kids. And spy I gear. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I loved like yeah. ordering spy gear from the Scholastic <laughs> catalogs. I really the thought Soviets that- are fucked now. <laughs> <laughs> I I really thought that there would be more use for walkie-talkies in my daily life yeah, when right. I was that age, you know? That's one of the things I miss the most from working on film sets is no one ever hands me a walkie-talkie anymore in real life and tells me to use it. <laughs> yeah. But we all have cell phones now, so, like, It's not the same. It's not the same. It doesn't go... <laughs> They're the devil's walkie-talkies. Yeah. <laughs> That's why the only temptation, the only reason I would ever get an Apple Watch is to use it like the fucking Dick Tracy two-way wrist radio. Mm. <laughs> I'm going in. I got my brother for Christmas uh, a few, this is a complete tangent at this point, we're just delaying Red having to do the outro, but I got him for Christmas a little like uh, pin that's a communicator from Star Trek and you can Bluetooth it to your phone so that when you tap it, you can answer the phone. Oh, oh my that's God. So cool. I have what well. you need. <laughs> that reminds me of like the, the golden age of Think Geek where they were selling yeah. stuff like that. That's mm. nostalgic. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but all oh, of man. this nostalgia yeah, is fantastic. Stuff. Red, oh. do you think that you are prepared to maybe take us on another trip down memory lane and see if you remember the um, 
outro to this podcast that we do every two weeks? No, Red, we can throw a coup and talk about dragonology more. (laughs) Yeah, I I just have so many more thoughts about, you know, before uh, those, like, loot crate things just devolved into, like, a sticker sheet and a t-shirt where the design's (laughs) gonna wash off, like, back when they were good. Someone should make a video about that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back in... Two weeks? Yes, because yep. this is a regular episode, just yep. for the guest. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks with another episode of the Overly Sarcastic Podcast uh, about the two videos that are going to go up on the next couple Fridays, because that's when we upload, and that's how that works. Um, oh and, of course, Sarah, you have new stuff coming out, which is yeah, exciting. Yeah, absolutely. So, that is Sarah Z on YouTube, or Sarah Z, if you prefer. Yes, it's it's just with the letter. It's just the yes. Canadian pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I made that Google mistake once before. Um, <laughs> uh I think, oh yes, uh, pins, we still have pins going on, so if if you've managed to miss them or you want to just bulk order a bunch at once to avoid shipping costs, now's a good time to do that. Other Uh, than that, they'll be back at the end of the year, but Yeah, we'll we'll have them back at the end of the year, along with all the other goodies, the other things I've been (laughs) scheming in the shadows. (laughs) Oh boy, have we been scheming in the shadows for merch. My machination, the the muse of pin design has had me in a headlock since fucking Tuesday, so like, (laughs) it's it's been a ride. Uh, Anyway, I think... We're about sorted. Uh, So, until next time, I have been Red. I have been Blue. And Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's so much fun. (laughs) Yeah. And this has been an Overly Sarcastic Podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Overly Sarcastic Podcast. We'll be back on May 10th with another thrilling installment. But if you miss us before then... Be sure to check out Overly Sarcastic Productions on YouTube. Got a question for the pod? Head over to Ask OS Pod on Discord for a chance for your question to be featured in a future episode. If you enjoyed the show, please rate us and leave a review on your preferred podcast platform. And if you really enjoyed the show, consider becoming a patron. Links to all that and our guest Sarah Zed's content can be found in the show notes below.